Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Recorded live. You're listening to the Jam Radio Network with Minister Kenneth Jenkins. Good morning. This is your Friday morning edition of One Inspirations on Jam Radio 2.1.
This is Morning Inspirations with Minister Kenneth Jenkins.
This is Morning Inspirations with Minister Kenneth Jenkins.
is Morning Inspirations on Jam Radio 2.1. Starting with the city, 
today. And David said it much later in the words, Today, if you hear my voice, harden not your heart. Look at somebody and say, you can let go now. Put your hands on your own heart and say, you can let go now. 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 One of my favorite singers actually a rock star. I want the mothers to pray for me. <laughs> His name is Michael McDonald. Sang for years with the Doobie Brothers. Mm-hmm. And now he sings solo. And he sings a song called You Can Let Go Now. I love it. Because the lyrics is not a long song. It's only about two minutes and a half. But I want to share just a little piece of it with you. And something jumped up in my spirit when you were talking today, Mother. Don't you worry a bit about Trusty. Don't worry a bit about Clifford. Don't worry a bit about it. Don't even let the enemy ever torment you ever at all about it. Because I, I give you this assurance. He is definitively not only in the presence of God, but celebrating in the presence of God. Absolutely, without question. We can let go of that, Mother. Now, he sings a song. He says, it was so right and it was so wrong, almost at the same time. Somebody knows about this. He said, the pain and ache that a heart can take, no one really knows. But when the memories cling and keep you there till you no longer care, you can let go now. Then he said, and it was wrong for me to cling to you, but somehow I just needed time. For what was to be, and it's not like me to hold somebody down, but I was tossed high by love, and I almost never came down, only to land here where that love no longer found and where I am no longer found, and I can let go now. Some of us know about that place. You know about that process. You know what it is to be caught under the emotional weight of pain and ache. Where are the people that know what I'm talking about? (laughs) And then have the memories cling like glue. in your waking and in your sleeping. And then one day you just no longer care. Anybody know about that? And you realize that you could let go. Let me ask you another question. 
Have you ever been involved in a near car accident? When you came so close that you white-knuckled your steering wheel, and when you realized that you didn't hit the person and they didn't hit you, you didn't let go immediately. You had to sit there for a minute and ponder what almost happened to you. We're the people that know that you pretty near had a mess. And then it dawns on you, I lived through that, and I can let go. Anybody hear me? Have you ever had a, a child in your life, a small child, and been with them when they were on the edge of a busy intersection or on the edge of a precipice or just about to run out into danger and you caught them? You ever done that? And you grabbed them and you pulled them back because they scared you almost to death and your heart jumped from your chest up into your mouth. Anybody know? over what could have happened, but it didn't happen. Come on now. And you got the child, and you just, they just told you, what's the matter with you? Make you go out in that street, and they and then it dawns on you that you're doing more damage to the child in the situation. And you let go because you realize the trouble, the crisis has passed. You can calm down. You can release this, and you can let go. I have a word from the Lord for someone here today whose future and whose destiny is specifically hindered by your present inability to let go. whose future destiny is hindered by your present inability, your Shelby is hindered by your inability to let go. Now listen to this text. God speaking to the church, to the writer of the Hebrews, Speaking in reference to the Word of God, and you don't have to go there, in Psalms 95, where this whole text is repeated. God spoke in Psalms 95, the verses that this writer references. Essentially, God said to Israel, because of your disobedience, hear me, because I'm going to be here a minute, don't miss this. Because of your disobedience, you will not enter into the rest that I have prepared for you. Then he turned around and said, and on the seventh day, I want you to rest from your labor. And this writer says, apparently, this entering into rest was something different than the Sabbath. The Sabbath, the Sabbath was a routine event. Every seven days, stop working and rest. And every 70th year, let the land rest, let the animals rest, 
And it is the year, what is called the year, the year of Jubilee. And it's a time of national and ecological Sabbath. But that's not what God is talking about here. He says to them, because of Israel's disobedience, they were not able to enter into my rest. And then he says a peculiar thing. He said, but the promise concerning the rest, verse 4 and 1, is still available. It's still open. What did they do, I asked the Lord, that caused them to miss it? Scripture says that they had the promise from God. Did you see that in verse 2? They had the promise from God, but it was of no benefit to them because though they had a promise, they didn't have any faith to believe that the promise would come to pass. And I want you to reflect for just a minute about what it is God has promised you. Say it with me, promise. Because God can't lie. Now, they could not enter into rest because they could not believe that what God promised, God was going to do it. Promise combined with faith. What does it indicate? It indicates that there is nothing problematic about what God has said. God has promised some great things. Run through them in your mind for a minute. Just for you and your family, come on. For you and your church, for us and our church. Think about what God has shown you in your night visions and your daydreams. Think about how God has confirmed it. Hey, somebody knows what I'm talking about. Somebody came along with a word and backed it up. Come on here. And all God has, is waiting for, from you and me, is for us to apply faith to the promise. Now look here. They missed the blessing because they doubted God. I said, well, Lord, what did Israel do? I said, well, when they were in the wilderness, they kept looking back. Started looking. 
thinking that when life was simpler, when my faith was not being tried, when I could just, you know, live on the such as I had and God was not stretching me. I'm looking for a simpler time and they look back. And they began to wander in their hearts from the place where God had taken them. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. They looked back. And they doubted God and they looked back. And this, listen to me, was no longer an option. I want you to get clear on one thing before I sit down today. This that was is no longer an option. These things are not almost over. If you want to go back, they wouldn't recognize you. They don't know this you that you have become. If you want to go back, your testimony wouldn't work because you've been away with God in some places where God has dealt with you in such supernatural ways that you're not recognizable as the person you once were. You can't go back. Tell somebody, I can't go back. I just can't do it. There is no back. go back to. You are not fit for back. God has prepared you for what is to come. You can't go back. You can't go back. All God is waiting for us to do is to sow faith onto the promise. God said it. No matter how it looks, God said it. No matter how it's spending, God said it. No matter what people say, God said it. No matter how it appears, God said it. No matter if I can't get it right this month, hallelujah, there's a month coming when it's going to get right because God said it. I declare God said it. And what God is waiting for you to do is get some attitude about it. God said it. And I'm not going back on it. There is no back. Let me get to this. Gave them the Sabbath. Let me say this. But the Sabbath was not the rest that God promised. He said there's another rest. See, the Sabbath was on the seventh day. I'm just about through. Please, just give me just one more minute. Just about through. But they missed it because of their unbelief. But he said that there is a day more significant than the Sabbath. There's a day more significant than the Sabbath. He said it in the seventh verse. He said he's going to set a certain day, and that day is today. When does the true Sabbath begin? The writer said, today. Say, well, I'm waiting for my rest. And I love that word rest. It comes from a beautiful Hebrew word, Max. And that beautiful Hebrew word says that rest is repose. Rest is sitting down in your abode. Rest is no drama. 
rest is a drama-free existence. Hey, hallelujah. Not predicated by your circumstance. Not hinged upon what is in your bank account or not in your bank account. Not connected to what the doctor says about the virus in you or not. Rest is repose. It is sitting down in your lounge chair, in your living room, with your feet kicked up and your head laying back, and a bowl of corn chips and some red punch. Rest. service picks it up. Yes. Allowing your spirit to have a Sabbath. And he said, it is not later, it is not at the end of the week, it is not at the 40th, 49th year and the 50th year, it is now, today, the true Sabbath. So then I ask this question, and this is where I challenge you, what is standing in the way? This is a supernatural rest here, God is talking about this. What, what, what? What's in the way? The promise is still standing. The Sabbath has been changed. It is no longer necessary to lock it into a day. It's two days. And every day you wake up, it's that day. Come on here. What did Jeremiah say? And his compassions are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. So what stands in the way of us receiving the rest from God? And I made a little note. It said, what is the rest God promised us? We're not talking about a rest in death. We're talking about a living rest. Say living rest. I ain't trying to die to rest. Don't miss me. I'm talking. This is good talking about him. Don't miss me. Yeah, well, I'm not trying to die to rest. That's not what I'm talking about. That's not the kind I'm talking about. I'm talking about a living rest. I'm talking about a change in lifestyle. Anybody understand me? I'm talking about learning how to control the madness in your life. Supernatural control. What stands in the way of us? Receiving rest that God has for us. Not rest in death. I'm talking about a letting go rest. You get it when you let go. Train your eyes to stop looking back. That's over. You did that, and that's over. Get your eyes so trained that when the who that you did that with comes back into your presence, what you feel is so significantly different than what you used to feel. You don't do anything special for them. Say, what do you mean? I don't go around that way for you? I don't run up and try to talk to you for you? I don't pretend like I'm glad to see you for you? I don't do anything that's just for you, because I'm over that. That was then, 
Don't spend a whole lot of time talking about jobs you used to have. Because what God has planned for you is greater than anything that's in your history. Don't spend any time worrying about how when you were young and how you looked when you were young. Go to town, honey, and get you some new things. Get you a new look. Get you a new hair and some new nails and some new shoes. Get you a, buy you a new face in a bag and take it home. And put it on and get you something for where you're going, not for where you've been. Because where you're going is greater than anywhere you've ever been. Let me, let me get through. What gets in the way? What gets in the way? Rest is based on faith. Faith in what? In the promise. In the promise of what? Of what God said. Rest is based on faith. Faith in the promise of what God said. What a shame it would be. Let me stop. For us to have the promises that we have from God and then have a life that is laced with anxiety. God can't do nothing good for you because you're always accentuating the negatives in your life. Always magnifying the problems. Always spending more time in worry than in celebration. We need some rest. Say it with me, rest. We've had enough drama. We need some rest. There will always be bills to pay. There will always be people talking about you. There will always be political drama in the world. There will always be violence in some neighborhood. There will always be mistakes and judgments that you make about people, about money, about circumstances, about jobs, about your children. There will always be issues. But you can always have Sabbath. You can have rest in the midst of the storm. If you can marry your faith to God's promise, if somebody can believe today to the point at which you change your lifestyle, and it's a decision, everybody stand. Come on, deacons, bring the communion. It's a decision that you make. It is not something that anyone can do for you. This one you must do for yourself until you get skilled at it and you covet your rest and your peace. Oh, I'm talking to somebody. More than you covet anything else in the world. And that's so much so when you see the drama coming. You say to the drama, ooh, uh-uh. I'm not your girl. I'm not the one. I covet my rest. Somebody said, why is it so important? Because God said, I got it for you. I want you to hear me. He didn't tell them, I'm going to give you gold, hallelujah, and silver. Do you all understand me? But I will give you rest and peace for your soul, for your mind, and for your spirit. 
right in the midst of the drama. God will work it out. But while God is working, you can have a full night's sleep. Now, you got to admit that's a blessing. We praise the Lord. Amen. You're listening to the Jam Radio Network with Minister Kenneth Jenkins. on Jam Radio 2.1. Thank you. 
walking. No matter if you're walking, take the train or the car. Hopefully that you'll be going to somebody's church on Sunday. Because you know Sunday is Mother's Day. It's a day that, of course, we honor our mothers. Grandmothers, aunts, sisters, you name it. Sister-in-laws. So hopefully we'll see you in church on Sunday.
is your new breed and get up. 22, 22 past the hour. Mother's Day coming up to Mother's Day weekend. I want to say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. We're coming back right after this. Life dealt Norma Jean Hornsberger a hard punch, a knockout. This dedicated Salvation Army staffer was only 32 when doctors diagnosed her with cancer. Then her husband, Al, was diagnosed with cancer, too. The disease took them both at young ages. But first, Norma Jean wrote a book about her fight. For each new round, she had one tactic, to greet every new blow with the joy of faith. Choose joy, she'd say. This is Howard Budd, Jr. of Laity Lodge. Norma Jean's fight with cancer echoes what Paul wrote to the Philippians. In Philippians 1.25, he says, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith. Even our suffering can bless in the high calling of our daily work. Is this radio spot where Nikki Baker's life, it would start pretty normal, like this. But, but then, then right, right around here, her life would take a bad turn with her mother abusing her. And about this far in, Nikki would drop out of high school and run away. Yeah, she'd be forced to work two jobs struggling to support herself. And her daughter. She'd feel stuck, stuck, stuck. But stuck. then she'd decide to earn her GED diploma. She'd take my prep classes. Study every night and feel unstuck because she finally hears someone say, Nikki Baker, come up and get your GED diploma. If this radio spot were Nikki Baker's life, the ending wouldn't be the ending at all. It would be the beginning of a brighter future. For free info about GED test prep classes, call 1-877-38-YOUR-GED or visit yourged.org. GED is a registered trademark of the American Council on Education, brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata, and everywhere you look in Scripture, widows and orphans have a very special place in God's heart. But just why did God make such a big deal of caring for widows and orphans? Because widows cannot help that their husbands die. Orphans aren't responsible for their parents leaving them. The predicament of the orphan and the widow is the responsibility of God. He allowed it in his sovereign will. And so, if this is such a great concern for God, shouldn't it be for us as well? In Jeremiah chapter 49, God says, I will protect the orphans who remain among you. Your widows, too, can depend on me for help. And the way God will go about doing that is through your home, your hospitality, and your love. Surely you know a woman whose husband died or have heard of children in foster care. Today, make God's concern for them your concern. WHO is striving to reach remote areas beyond the capital, Kathmandu, where road access has been hampered by damage caused by the earthquake. The agency is coordinating international medical support in the mountainous region of Sindhu-Palchuk district, 75 kilometers northeast of the Nepali capital. To date, this region has reported the highest fatalities in the Southeast Asian country. Authorities say that at least 1,400 people have died there and warn that the number could rise to 3,000. Other districts severely impacted by the earthquake include Gorkha, where the quake's epicenter occurred. Several foreign medical teams are already working there. 
WHO announced it has sent need assessment teams to consolidate what is currently known about the earthquake's impacts. Catherine Hasselberg, United Nations. Listen to Morning Inspirations on Sunday mornings at 6 a.m. Eastern Time, right here.
Want to children's choir and be it sorted. Now here's Andy Plot that telling us that the river is here. Good morning. Thirty-three past the hour. Help the 
Back in Iraq. 
I got to hear this one. This is going to come up with something. Here she is.
So what was so wild, this MC, this girl, who, uh, let's just say there are parts of her that walks in the room before other parts of her. <laughs> and she seems very proud of those parts. And she told me one night, you know, honey, I have a whole body sheet space if you'd like to try it. It hooks around your ankle and pushes that thing up and over, if you know what I mean. When I couldn't slap her, I already told her I was a Christian. <laughs> it took that whole cheerleading squad to get that thing on me. <laughs> you just lay down, it hooks on your heels, and it pushes everything uh, in a in an upward position. <laughs> and it was uncomfortable. I couldn't breathe, and I told you, how you doing, sir? <laughs> I don't normally dress like this. <laughs> That's a queen of clean. <laughs> oh, I tell you, she is, she's a mess. She is a mess. Well, that's going to do it for yours truly. <laughs> I'm so tickled. Uh, until tomorrow night at 10, 10 p.m. for Quiet Stuff Racing. Hope you enjoyed the music. And hope you enjoy your day and the rest of the weekend. By the way, mothers, all those who are mothers, happy Mother's Day to you and at that. And God bless you. Until Saturday night and the weekend, we'll see you then.
Join with me, please, in prayer. Pray with me. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Jesus, thank you that you loved me enough that you became a man and died on a cross, paid the price for all the wrong things that I have done. I'm sorry for my sin. It's my sin that puts you on that cross. And I'm sorry. I don't want to live in rebellion to you anymore. I ask you to forgive me. And tonight I open my heart and I invite you into my life to be my Savior and my Lord. I believe, Jesus, you are the Son of God. I believe you died for me to pay the price for all the wrong things that I've committed against God and against man. I believe that on the third day, by the power of God, you were raised from the dead as living proof that my trust in you tonight is not in vain. I believe that as Christ was raised from the dead, so tonight, Almighty God, you are raising me from the dead. From the death of sin, you are giving me a new life. The life of Jesus Christ. Oh God, on my testimony and the belief in my heart and according to your word, at this moment, I believe I am saved. I am saved. I am saved. Oh, let me ask you, friends, in closing tonight, have you done this? Have you obeyed the gospel? Have you obeyed the gospel? Have you come to that obedience of faith? Have you come to that place of true repentance and true faith? Have you turned around? Have you forsaken your sin? Have you turned around? Have you forsaken your sin? Are you trusting alone tonight in Jesus Christ for your salvation? For there is no other way, there is no other message. For there is no other way, there is no other message. Oh, come to him, come to the Saviour tonight. Come to him just as you are. Come to him in your sin. Come to him in all your needs. And cast yourself upon his mercy and upon his infinite grace. Cast yourself upon his mercy and upon his infinite grace. Cast yourself truly to him. And you too will enter into that joy of sins forgiven, peace with God, and eternal, abundant life. Can I say thanks for the things you have done for me? Things so undeserved that you gave your very life for me. The voices of a million angels could not express 
the Sham Radio Network with Minister Kenneth Jenkins. 